Welcome to another episode of Witchcraft. This is, let's see, episode 18 today. I'm trying to, you know, make sure that I can count <laughs> because obviously my snafu with episode 15 and then episode 15. Uh, so today I wanted to focus on something that I did talk about in my Monday Madness episode this, this week, uh, but I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to it. So today we're going to be talking about gardening. Now, I did say if you did listen to the Monday Madness um, that I really don't have a green thumb. I said that, you know, my green thumb probably prevents plants from growing rather than helping them grow. Uh, so I can't really describe this episode as a gardening 101, but I want to walk through the things that I've learned, uh, the things that I've done. Uh, some memories of gardening with my mom when I was younger. I, you know, my my grandfather always had a really good garden. Um, and I definitely would love to hear your garden stories. I know a lot of my friends have, you know, maybe not necessarily specifically gardens outside, but maybe you have, you know, potted plants inside. Maybe you have fairy gardens. You know, maybe you have, I don't know, fresh cut flowers. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, I might uh, kind of talk about some landscaping as well, so, which in effect is, you know, is gardening. Um, what I really should probably do is just get the book Gardening for Dummies. <laughs> it would probably help me a lot more uh, than me just kind of willy-nilly uh, buying plants from the grocery store. <laughs> so I know in the time period that we're in, you know, it's, it may not uh, be easy to find, you know, plants. It may not be easy to go to, like, a, a garden supply store or anything like that. But I know that the grocery stores that we shop at, they do have some, you know, little, like, potted plants. Like, the, the one that I shop at, they have herbs for sale. And, uh, like I had said on Monday, I rescued some because they were bone dry and wilting and one of them actually did come back I'm really happy to report that uh, since Monday I repotted it and I have um, done a no-no of uh, watering it twice because I had talked to my mom yesterday I'm like look it's pretty and mom's like well have you been watering them I'm like yeah you know I watered them yesterday I watered them today she's like oh you're only supposed to water them once a week I'm like really I thought when they were dry you give them water ah well, that's not necessarily specifically what you do. So, uh, one of mine is, I, I brought back my sweet mint, which was wilting pretty bad. And the lemon thyme looks really good. Uh, the onion that, uh, you know, sprouted from one of my kitchen onions looks good. It's planted. Um, you know, the, the peppermint looks good. And then the rosemary looks good. The one that doesn't look very good, it's starting to yellow a little bit. I'm not sure what to do with it, is my flat-leafed parsley. And the reason I got the parsley in the first place was to grow it so that way I could harvest it and, you know, wash it up and feed it to the lizard. Uh, because, obviously, the lizards, at least my bearded dragon, eats, you know, leafy greens and he likes parsley. Um... Obviously, we feed it to him in moderation. He gets a lot of leafy greens and, uh, you know, blueberries and apples and no citrus. Citrus is bad for dragons. Um, 
So you can just call me Khaleesi, Queen of the Dragons. Wahoo! Uh, no, not really. But yes, I do have a bearded dragon. He he enjoys eating all of the leafy greens. Yee hee. <laughs> um, so like I said, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say that this is a gardening 101. I'm more of a garden noob, <laughs> not a garden gnome. Ha ha ha. I enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> I don't enjoy getting dirt in my fingernails. That's why I have a set of gloves. And every time I um I get a set of gloves. I lose it, and then I get another set of gloves, and then obviously you find that, and then you lose both of them, and you get another set. So I have like three sets of gloves that I recently just found. Um, so I was potting plants inside with that on, and, and then I'm like, no, they got wet, and I don't like the feeling of wet gloves. So I took them off, and then obviously <laughs> you get dirt in your fingernails. Yay! <laughs> so I like the... The, the idea of gardening. I don't like the idea of dirt being under my fingernails. I've never really liked that. It's just, it feels blue. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty happy once I've potted the plants or planted and, you know, they look really nice and it's, you know, it's great. So those are, so those are the, some, some those are some of the plants that I have. I don't know at this point if I'm going to be getting any more. I do have, I believe I said this in my last episode, I do have some plants that I planted as seeds. So I have um, jalapenos, I have chives, sage, and I can't remember the other one that I planted. I think it was spearmint. Those seeds, if you've ever planted spearmint, um, because usually what I do with the mints, I make tea out of them. So I dry the leaves and I make tea. Oh, it's really good. Three mint tea. It's it's very yummy. Um, I'm looking for chocolate mints because that was in my my tea as well. Um, but if you've ever planted spearmint, they are really 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 tiny seeds. They're almost um, like the head of a pin uh, or a little smaller than that. And so I had them in my hand and I'm just like, okay. And then you're not supposed to cover them very much with dirt, so I'm just sprinkling them in. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see uh, which ones grow and where they grow. You know, I'll probably have one like at the edge of the planter that I planted them in. We'll see. Um, I also found a really neat uh, Instagram account that uh, has given me a lot of interesting uh, thoughts. So it's Big City Gardener uh, on Instagram, and they have a new garden guide here too. And obviously, this is an outside thing, but it talks about, you know, location, water, sunlight, uh, seasonality, pest control, and harvest. So it's really interesting. So if you want to do an outside garden, you know, they're not just, you know, the, the books for dummies. There's a lot of online sources that you can look at to figure it out. If you're one of those people that is an avid gardener already, and you're just laughing at me right now because I can't, you know, green thumb at all, um, that's fine. Um, you know, I, I'm just talking because I do enjoy it, and I know my mom has a green thumb, but uh, I I don't. So, uh, right now, uh, I have two, actually, I have quite a few plants growing outside. I have this ivy vine that's super evasive that every time I uncover it um, with the leaves, it, it I find little seedlings, like six more around, and so I usually unplant though or like uh, dig those up 
and plant them other other places so that way I can crawl from other places. Then I have this really neat ground cover. I have a few hens and chicks that I, I would like to get some more. Um, my lilies didn't really come up this year, so I'm kind of uh, sad about that. But then um, I have a bleeding heart and I have a columbine that's coming back. So we will see if I get any more or if those are the only two. Uh, I absolutely love the, the bleeding hearts. I don't have any... Uh, like veggies besides the jalapenos because I don't really have a place to, you know, put a garden really outside besides like that two feet by like 25 foot place. Um, it's not really sufficient for veggies. I kind of have this idea to do um, raised beds and um, my father-in-law had some um, really nice pieces of wood that, you know, like two by fours, and uh, they were like ratcheted together. I think that's the right word. Um, by, you know, metal thingamabobs. That's a horrible, horrible description. Apparently, I'm tired. It would be an interesting thing to use those, you know, put two and two together to make a box and then fill it with dirt. And then I kind of have a raised bed. And then put that on the area that's because there's the two feet. Uh, under the eave that I have that's that is a garden that was filled with pea gravel that I have slowly put dirt in instead and mixed it so that's I think probably one of the reasons the soil isn't very good because of the pea gravel and everything else Ugh. it's a nightmare trying to get all that stuff out but then there's probably a three four foot section or so before like the sidewalk and then the rest of the grass and then another sidewalk so effectively, I have two sidewalks in front of my apartment, but that's fine. So I wanted to put maybe like two or three raised beds, and that way they're not under the eave. Uh, I can plant whatever I want to plant, but I'm pretty sure I have to get permission, uh, which is fine. I can call and, you know, see if I can get permission because they wouldn't be an eyesore because I would paint them and make them look nice and, you know, different things like that. Um, usually what the eyesore is, is they don't mow the lawn. And so that part that's, you know, nearest to my apartment, it gets to be like a foot and a half tall with just grass and weeds and, you know, thistles and everything else. So, and usually what they do when they mow that part is they mow right into my garden, even though I have fences and rocks around it. So it's really frustrating when I, I go outside and, you know, they have mowed over all of my flowers. Um, thankfully they are the flowers that I have, at least the ground cover is really hardy, so it, it, you know, has come back, which I am very thankful for because obviously you spent money on the plants and, you know, people just mowed them over. I had somebody stand in my garden one time. They're like, oh yeah, I'm waiting for this thing. I'm like, okay, great, but you're standing in my flowers. These are flowers? Um, yes, please get out. <laughs> so it's a, one of those things when you're in an apartment, you can't really you know, do a lot of things unless you get permission for certain things and it's just like okay so you have to you know put the you know, fences around to make sure that nobody gets in and then you have to worry about bunnies and deer and uh, one year the the bunnies or the deer uh, ate all of my lilies down to like nubs and so obviously they didn't come up or you know grow so that was kind of sad I did mention that outside I kind of have like a little fairy garden. I have little figurines. There's a dragon sleeping. There's a little gnome on a, a frog and I have a little fairy house and the ground cover leads up to like 
a path to the fairy house. It's, it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it and I have like really decorative rocks out there. What's neat too is I had moss and I had some other ones that were annual plants. The I really like as far as annuals versus perennials. Obviously annuals you have to buy every year because they only you know, grow for the, the year and then they die off, they don't come back. So you do have to re-buy those. I like the perennials because they come back every year or at least they should unless something happens. Like my bleeding hearts and my columbines um, are perennials. The, the ground cover that I have I think actually weathers throughout the year pretty well because it continues to grow even in winter when it's covered in snow. It's still like got new growth on it every time I look at it. I'm I'm waiting for the entire like section where that tree used to be. If you listen to my Monday Madness, there used to be a tree like shrub thing where my ground cover uh, garden is. And I'm waiting for that to cover up that whole area because I couldn't get the pea gravel out of that area. So I really just made it a rock garden kind of area. So I had to have plants that did well in rocky soil and rocks in general. So my intention is to uh, hopefully put some hens and chicks in there as well. Uh, first, I have to get through all of the craziness that's going through, uh, you know, going on right now. I believe that they're starting to open some of the, you know, different retail stores here where I live. Uh, I think the one of the garden centers is starting to open up possibly for, you know, limited amounts of groups of people or uh, just curbside. I'm not sure. I'd have to check their website. And craft stores are starting to open up up here as well, which I'm thankful for. That way I can actually see if uh, stores have black fabric so I can actually do some masks for some people who are asking for black. And I'm like, I don't have any black. Ah, I have polka dots, you know, black with white polka dots, but that doesn't help them. So uh, getting back to our topic. I'm definitely excited for, you know, those things to be opening back up so that way I can go in and ask questions and maybe find some more herbs that I can get. I'm also really excited because our library in town is opening back up too, but outside they actually have this really neat garden area seating place and it's really, really pretty. It's actually a butterfly garden, so they have a lot of different plants in there that attract different types of butterflies and actually on this Instagram the big city gardener that I was looking up and kind of researching from they have how to get you know certain breeds of butterflies and the plants that attract them so like the monarch um, common milkweed tropical milkweed swamp milkweed aquatic and green milkweed so all the different types of plant of milkweed plants a black swallowtail uh, dill bouquet, bronze fennel, Italian giant parsley and rue, uh, giant swallowtail, I can't say half these, it's like navel, caracara, grapefruit, rio red, satsuma, I, I don't know what those are, so that's interesting, uh, a pipe vine swallowtail, I didn't realize there were different types of swallowtails, that's cool, um, calico pipe vine, Brazilian pipe vine, and southwest pipe vine, so it's really interesting to see where you know, different butterflies are attracted to. It says um, specific butterfly breeds are attracted to certain plants. They're called host plants. These are where they lay their eggs for the next generation. From the eggs, we get caterpillars that feed on the host plant until it's time to morph. That's really neat. I didn't realize that, you know, they had specific plants that they um, 
you know, lay their eggs on, which is really, really neat. I mean, I figured that, that there was going to be that, but I never really had the idea to go and look for it. Uh, sorry if I'm sniffling today. I The allergies right in the morning are not very fun at all. So yeah, definitely not enjoying the morning, but that's okay. I, it's interesting because if you plant veggies or you want to, it has, uh, he has a bunch of different uh, pictures here of what to plant with, uh, like what to plant with tomatoes, what not to plant with tomatoes. And I'm thinking of the gardens that, you know, we had when I was growing up. And it's, it's really interesting because like, okay, I never planted any of this stuff. <laughs> I know we planted tomatoes. We also planted like pumpkins and uh, watermelon, cucumbers. My mom always liked to plant radishes. I like to see, you know, when the leaves got really big and then I tried to like dig around just to see how big the radish was. And usually the ones with like the biggest leaves had the smallest radish for some unknown reason. <laughs> it always made me giggle. But it was, it was really neat for to see, you know, mom be able to take them inside, you know, wash them up, cut them up, and then, you know, be, be able to eat them. So it was definitely something that I was wanted to do, you know, when I got older is to have a garden. Uh, mom had two different ones. We had a huge one one year, and then that one got uh, tilled under and uh, became where our swing set went, I believe. And then she, she moved it again. Or it was the opposite way. Like, she moved it this way, and then I, I don't remember specifically which one came first, but I know one was under a pine tree, and it didn't work. So the pine tree, I'm pretty sure, fell over during a storm. So I don't, I don't know. But uh, I, I remember rototilling and, you know, with Mama, of course, next to me, and going through and, you know, tilling up the soil and using my little shovels and my little, like, you know, rakey things. And see, like I said, I'm not a, a high-class gardener. I don't even know what all the tools are called. So that's, that's okay. It's like, I had a little shovel. I had my, you know, my garden hat. I had my garden mat thing that I got to sit on. I hated pulling weeds, though. That was, like, the least uh, fun that I ever had in a garden. <laughs> I have a lot of weeds outside right now, uh, and obviously it's only, like, 50-some degrees and it's raining, so I can't really go outside and uh, take care of any of those weeds. So we're going to wait. Uh, we're going to wait until the weather decides to figure out what it's doing. Uh, I know that like two weeks ago we had uh, snow, so that was fun. Snow in April. So, uh, yeah. It doesn't uh, bode well for plants, though, when you're trying to figure out how to plant them and where to plant them and all of those things. So, I, I'm i definitely looking forward to seeing how my bleeding heart comes up and how big it gets and how many flowers I'm going to have. With Mother's Day coming up, I keep thinking of different, like, projects that I can do with my nephew to give to my sister. Um, I'm not going to say anything on here, but it has to do with fun things. <laughs> but one of the things that I know that when my mom used to work at a, actually a plant nursery, which was really neat, she helped with Mother's Day projects and they did, like, decorative little, you know, terracotta pots and what they usually planted in them was a, a marigold. And I don't like the smell of marigolds. I don't know if you're familiar with marigolds at all, but one of the reasons that I don't like them, I don't like the colors really, and I don't like the smell. 
But this Instagram account that I'm looking at right now, the Big City Gardener, why you should plant marigolds. So they attract pollinators and beneficial insects. They're amazing companions to plants, uh, plants uh, like cucumbers, tomatoes, lettuce, beans, eggplants, melons, etc. Uh, a type of mar marigold called a calendula can be used for tea, made into lotion salves, and contains antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties. They repel pests such as aphids, cabbage maggots, flea beetles, potato beetles, cucumber beetles, Japanese beetles, squash bugs, corn, and corn earworms. And marigolds are used in the celebration of Dia de, Dia de los Muertos. Plant your seeds at least eight weeks prior to get a harvest by the holiday. I found that really interesting that they repel the different pests like that. I almost kind of want to you know, plant a few in front of my in front of my garden just to make sure that you know I don't get all the Japanese beetles and those kinds of things. I mean, obviously, I don't have veggies. I would like to have veggies, but. <laughs> A little hard when you have to ask permission to figure out where your garden is going and then you know they're worried about eyesores and whatever so yeah uh, they had another interesting thing on here because when I first started gardening uh, either with my mom or you know when I started you know living by myself or rather living with my husband the idea of plants being or needing different types of sun you know like okay this is full sun this is part shade this is you know this uh, it's part shade a full shade uh somebody told me that hostas are one of the hardest plants to kill well um we planted hostas the first time here and well they didn't survive so i'm not sure what happened there but um they definitely did not survive they i watered them and you know did what i thought i was supposed to but um yeah they didn't survive under my crazy eve of uh no rain or anything uh garden note you can bury a lot of troubles digging in the dirt i like that that is cool so the sunlight versus shade post that the person has is under the new garden guide that i had talked about earlier so full sun is over eight hours partial sun six to eight partial shade four to six and then shade is under four hours so if i that really interesting that the different plants need you know different sunlight and right now you know my herbs are all in the same place I definitely have to look to see you know which one needs what I know that there's one that needs full sun there's one that needs part shade there's one that needs shade so I have to kind of precariously uh, put them where they probably need to be one is probably going to go in the bathroom to be really honest because that's the one with a little bit of light but not so much because of the way the window is facing so uh, definitely going to be an interesting thing as I go through uh, you know bringing back these herbs from the wilting state that they were in and like I said some of them are doing quite well which I'm very excited about so I want to talk about fairy gardens I have one outside like I said but I have been thinking about uh, getting a little bit uh, more decoration inside because obviously you know we've been stuck inside for a little bit and I want to bring a little bit more green and a little bit more color into my house and a little bit more fragrance as well so I want to now that the the shops have opened up and obviously be safe you know social distance and those kinds of things if you need to go out um, I do have you know my my masks that I wear so 
I, I'm being safe, I social distance, uh, but I do want a few different little plants and I want to have a really neat planter uh, put together and I want to put some of my little fairies in there to create like this little fairy garden and put it on uh, one of my tables in my house. Uh, that's after I get all the fabric cleaned off of my uh, you know coffee table, maybe I can put it there. <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely interested and definitely looking forward to that because I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get like fairy grass, I'm going to get moss, uh, I'm going to get some other plants that uh, you know come back every year like hens and chicks I want. There's this really pretty uh, moss rose that has some really really gorgeous vibrant color it's usually an outside plant but you can definitely you know, do a terrarium indoor you know kind of collage garden area so I do want to do that I, I'd love to hear from you guys to hear if you have had any garden adventures uh, what you do if you have any fairy gardens what plants you like to put in them what what's your do you have a favorite plant oh, that's what I would love to know I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite plant um, but I have a, an idea of my favorite plant. Actually, no, I do have a, I do have, I like the Venus flytraps. I had one and, um, obviously they're a tropical plant. They're very difficult to take care of. And it's so obviously it died and I was very sad, but I, I really love the Venus flytraps. I think they're really interesting little uh, plants and little creatures. And the fact that, you know, they know how to close, you know, as soon as a, you know, a bug gets in there. It's just really cool and I I find it very interesting. I want to have a terrarium full of all of those different like tropical like carnivorous plants. It would just be neat. As far as a prompt for me from me today, I'm going to challenge you to design if you're interested obviously. This is always optional. A design your dream garden space. You know, landscaping, uh, the plants, you know, the paths, the whole nine yards. I actually kind of did this in my Animal Crossing world. I have a gorgeous fountain, you know, surrounded by flowers. I have another area with all flowers that has this rocky waterfall thing. It, you know, I have so many different flowers over there. I have lilies, roses, hyacinths, mums, you know, all the different types of, uh, you know, Animal Crossing flowers that you can have. <laughs> I, I have those. And so I, I challenge you to design a garden. Either you can make a list of the things that you want or, you know, actually draw it out. I'd love to see what, what you think of. I know one of the things that I want to do, but, you know, considering this is a rented property, I want to do a retaining wall and make brick, you know, and build up my garden a little bit in front of my house. Um, but, you know, like I said, a rented property, you don't want to really put that much money into something like that. So... I definitely uh, looking forward to getting my own house and you know possibly doing something like that myself at my own house. Uh, so let me know what you guys come up with as far as your dream gardens. I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at witchcraftpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram. That's witch underscore craft underscore podcast. Uh, you can also find me at soulfire underscore sundries. That's my other account. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss another episode. Uh, remember that this Friday we are going to have Aaron here on the episode and possibly another guest. So make sure that you tune in for that episode. We're talking about creating characters this time instead of world building. So in a, in a way we're character building. <laughs> uh, 
We'll see you next time and don't be afraid to show your creative magic.